Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. That's right. This train is building up ahead of steam each and every day that we are on. So what I want you to do is grab your ticket, get on board, enjoy the ride. This train is going to take you on a journey, turn some corners, and maybe pick up a few passengers along the way. So what do we have on tap for today's episode? Even I don't know that. So the best way to find out is tune in and enjoy the ride of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. And we're about ready to get this train on the track. So stay tuned. It's the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Yo, 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 it is me on a weekend. I'm so elated to be here dropping this podcast for you, for your listening pleasure. That's right. It's your boy, Anthony Smith, the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And what are we going to talk about? Well, you heard what my intro sounds like. I don't even know until I start opening up my mouth. Whatever comes out, comes out. I'm just glad that those of you who have subjected yourselves to listen at me, I'm glad that y'all appreciate it. But yeah, we're going to talk some NFL news, uh, some things that is rocking the Dallas Cowboy world. Uh, Dan Quinn, for instance, has decided, you know what? I'm coming back. How much of that was influenced by Jerry Jones? However, Kellen Moore, it is said that he may get some play calling help according to Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. So, without further ado, let's get this train on the track. That's right, it's the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host, conductor, Anthony Smith. Programming note uh, I've reached out to some friends of mine outside the box, will be appearing next week. A uh, special guest will be none other than a good friend of mine's fellow musician. We grew up together. We was in the same club together at times, uh, played in the same churches at times. His name is Kevin Harrison, will be my special guest on Outside the Box. Also today, we're going to be doing, you know what this is, the halftime show. That's right. So yes, I'm giving you a little bit of what's going to be happening today, the halftime show. But right now, I want to get into this article about Kellen Moore, as it is stated, that Kellen Moore may be getting play calling help. So Jerry Jones has done it before, and he did it once already this week, and he's convinced he'll be able to do it again. 
after convincing defensive coordinator Dan Quinn to remain in place on the Cowboys coaching staff, even though he believes Quinn had a head coaching job from another club on the table. 79-year-old owner thinks he'll have offensive coordinator Keller Moore back too. Like Quinn, Moore has been a popular candidate on the interview circuit. The former backup quarterback has apparently landed a second interview with the Miami Dolphins for their head coaching position. But in a radio interview with Dallas Station 105.3, the fan on Friday, Jones told the KNC Masterpiece Show he has a good feeling about Moore's return to Dallas. The host asked Jones a three-part question. Does he tend to get a sense of how things go when the staffer interviews with another club? Does the other team contact the Cowboys to offer information? And does Jones think his offensive coordinator will be back in 2022? Jones gave a very blunt answer that also came in three parts. I get a sense. They do not reach out. And I believe he'll be back next year. That was Jerry Jones. Moore commandered the 2021 Cowboys to a number one league-wide ranking in yards per game and points per game. But the overall production tapered off dramatically after the week seven bye, concluding with a rather limp effort in the wild card round of the playoffs versus San Francisco. As the numbers dropped, public opinion of more sour. In the minds of many among the fickle Cowboys fan base, he went from a creative play-calling mastermind who could replace head coach Mike McCarthy immediately to a predictable Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan disciple who should be run out of town at the earliest opportunity. So far, Moore has interviewed with Jacksonville, Denver, Minnesota, and Miami for their head coaching opening, for the head coach opening. Jones reiterated that he wants to keep Moore in the building in Dallas but he wasn't opposed to saying that he might be in need of some occasional mentoring from the offensively-minded McCarthy. <laughs> the head coach kept more on staff when he was hired in 2020, making it plain that he would leave the offense in his young coordinator's hands. On Friday, Jones intimated that McCarthy exercising a bit more of his personal influence when it comes to the offensive scheme isn't out of the question moving forward. No question, Jones said, that we're going to attempt hard and use everything that Mike has got in his background experience to help us on every part of this football team. Once again, Jerry Jones. So let's look at another article related to the Dallas Cowboys. Where Aikman and Starback rank among QBs with multiple Super Bowl wins. With the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger, there's been a lot of looking back around football this week, trying to determine just the proper spot in the history books of the longtime Steelers quarterback. He is just he is one of just 12 quarterbacks in league history to have won multiple Super Bowl titles. So he's already a member of a rather exclusive club. NFL.com writer Adam Rank set out to sort those passers in orders of greatness. 
For Cowboys fans, his list is also an opportunity to see how the two most decorated Dallas signal callers stack up in all-time comparison. Early spoiler alert. And to the surprise of no one, Tom Brady tops the rankings, Joe Montana follows, and then John Elway. Terry Bradshaw is perhaps a bit of a surprise at number four, as he's not often considered a prolific passer. And then Bart Starr comes in fifth, but maybe only because two of his five championships were actual Super Bowls. Peyton Manning places sixth, a testament to just how elite the talent at the top of that list is. And then come the Cowboys in back-to-back spots on the countdown. Here's what Rank had to say about both. Number seven, Troy Aikman. Super Bowl record, 3-0 with the Cowboys. I will say this about Aikman. While he didn't put up the numbers that Steve Young and Brett Favre did during the 1990s, Aikman was at his best when it counted the most. I truly believe that. He was nearly flawless in the Cowboys' early Super Bowl runs, and I'm convinced that a huge part of his success, a huge reason that he helped Dallas win three titles, was his unselfishness. He was also the MVP of a Super Bowl. Number eight, Roger Starback. Super Bowl record, two and two. The Cowboys. You wonder, had a few breaks gone his way during the 1970s, maybe Starback would be in the conversation for greatest quarterback of all time. He breezed past the Dolphins and the Broncos with relative ease, but the Steelers were a riddle he just couldn't solve. Still being able to be a part of this list is rather impressive. And like Jim Plunkett, Starback is the rare Heisman Trophy winner who was also a Super Bowl MVP. And I know it's driving you crazy, so I'll save you a Google and tell you the other two are Marcus Allen and Desmond Howard. Eli Manning is ninth on the list. Roethlisberger come in at 10, with the aforementioned Plunkett and Bob Greasy closing out the 12 in that that order. With a win in the AFC Championship and another in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes would become the 13th man on that list. And, yes, got some more Dallas Cowboy news. The three most important Cowboys 2022 free agents. The Dallas Cowboys have a lot of questions to answer going into 2022. After a letdown in the wild card round against the San Francisco 49ers, Dallas blew an opportunity to make a serious run at the organization's sixth Lombardi trophy, and their roster would be completely different going forward than currently constructed. Dallas has 24 free agents that they have to make decisions on. There's always a pecking order in terms of importance of these types of situations. And these three players in particular sit atop the priority list for the Cowboys. Randy Gregory. 
Gregory had a few setbacks in 2021. He missed the Cowboys' week two win over the Los Angeles Chargers due to COVID and missed another four games with a calf strain. However, Gregory tied a career high with six sacks and set career highs in force fumbles three and quarterback hits 17. The best stretch for Gregory came week four through week six when he amassed four sacks and eight quarterback hits. It marked the first time in his career that he had multiple games with multiple sacks. With Demarcus Lawrence holding down the left side at defensive end and forcing double teams, Gregory can use his speed off the line scrimmage and natural blend around the edge to defeat one-on-one matchups on the right side. Also, his pursuit down the line against the run is an underrated part of his game. Gregory recently had surgery on his knee but is fully expected to be ready for the off-season program. He'll have his fair of suitors with pass rushers being so important in today's NFL, which is predictable towards the pass. The Cowboys should do whatever it takes to keep him on the roster, especially with defensive coordinator Dan Quinn returning, who turned the Cowboys' defense around in 2021 from the disaster it was the season before. Jerron Curse, Curse was an unexpected blessing for the Cowboys this season. Once looked at as a deep, as a depth piece and special teams contributor, Curse brought stability to the safety position, which has been a bugaboo for years in Dallas. The former seventh-round pick set career highs in tackles, three team-leading one-on-one, interceptions, two, and pass the passes defended 10. Curse also registered 11 pressures, one sack, and only missed three tackles in 2021. Not only did Curse show that he can cover tight ends in the middle of the field this season, but he also played linebacker in some sub packages, which speaks to his incredible versatility. That led to the Cowboys showing the ultimate trust in Curse when they gave him the green dot to make the defensive calls during their week eight win against the Minnesota Vikings. Bringing back Curse gives the Cowboys' defense a veteran presence at safety to go along with Donovan Wilson, who still hasn't reached his ceiling yet. It also sets a solid foundation at the position in 2022, and the Cowboys could add to it by bringing back Malik Hooker or selecting another safety in the NFL draft. Michael Gallup. There were unfortunate setbacks for Gallup, but at the same time, it made the prospect of him returning to the Cowboys more of a reality. Gallup's rehab will likely extend deep into the offseason, which may cause teams to pause on signing him to a lucrative deal. Despite his injury, the Cowboys should make a strong push to bring Gallup back. Amari Cooper is on the contract for three more seasons, and CeeDee Lamb has at least two more years before the Cowboys will have to think about his second contract. Bringing Gallup back possibly on a one-year prove-it deal with his injury keeps a formidable receiving trio together in Dallas. Gallup is the Cowboys' biggest threat to stretch the field deep in the passing game. This allows Cooper to get more one-on-one coverage and also lets Lamb feast in the slot. However, Cedric Wilson played well in Gallup's absence as a true slot receiver, and the Cowboys' offense looked its best this season when he played. This makes not bringing Gallup back easier to deal with if the Cowboys want to keep Wilson 
who is also a free agent, especially since he'll be a cheaper option. However, attempting to re-sign Gallup should be the first choice. So there you have that information on the Cowboys. I had no idea that my first segment would be Cowboys related, but hey, it is what it is. Especially when you really have no format like me. I just do things off the top of my head. Whatever comes, whatever comes. One thing that will be coming, trust me on this one, will be the halftime show. So what I'm going to do right here is I am going to take a break. And when I come back, we will have the halftime show with yours truly, Anthony Smith, conductor of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith, wanting to let you know that this podcast is listener-supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship rant on this podcast. Once again, the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. And now it's time for you, the listener that's on board, to cast your vote. For now, it is time for the Halftime Show on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome back to my next segment. As you are being blown away by the sounds of the cadence of the drums. Yes, that's that drum line, Morris Brown University. So if you're hearing this sound, then you know it must be time for one thing. That's right, it's the halftime show where you, the listener, get to cast your vote. Which band you think sounds the best? 
absolutely. We are about to get this way right now. And kicking this off. Is the sounds of tigers rambling state university. So getting us started is Grambling State University. And you get to tell us which band you think sounds the best. So enjoy. The following, the following is 
once again, Grambling State University. I don't know if you can hear, but as they were coming on the field, you heard the announcer saying, first ever female drum major. So definitely <laughs> kudos on that. Grambling getting their first ever female drum major. So who is next? Good question. And I think we're going to go down to the great state of Mississippi and let you be blown away by the sonic boom known as Jackson State University.
And that was the sounds of the sonic boom of the South, Jackson State University. So you get to cast your votes. This will be my poll question. Grambling versus Jackson State University in the halftime show, where you, the listener, get to cast your vote on which band you think sounded the best, which means you have to turn on your musical listening ear. So. What I'm going to do now, I'm going to take another break, and I'll be right back after this word. Turned up. I ain't smoking, but my homie in here burnt up. Yeah, I'm working on him, but he straight though. Couple girls trying to twerk it on me. Wait, no, no, hold up. But you even roll up. I'm in here with my lady. Can't you see me, man? I'm sold up. Man, I'm in here trying to celebrate a birthday. And you know I'm good and well. It's a work day. No matter, we still gon' kick it. And we ain't getting shook up. No matter. It's the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor. Anthony Smith, wanting to let you know that this podcast is listener supported. That's right. Driven by you, the listener. So if you want to advertise or sponsor a segment, simply reach out to me at 316-553-2010 or hit me up at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com to get your ad or sponsorship ran on this podcast. Once again, the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. You're listening to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome back into another episode, another segment. This is already the episode. My goodness, what am I thinking? Anyway, welcome back to my next segment. We've got playoffs coming up. We got combines coming up. But you know, I can't do nothing without including the HBCU schools, and they have some talent in that area. So. There are at least five players to watch at the NFL's HBCU Combine. So let's take a look at them. There is no such thing as a perfect 
prospect in the NFL draft. However, having the right information can help teams pick quality players, avoid mistakes, and uncover late-round gems. This is why franchises scout prospects for years, pour over game film, attend events such as the Senior Bowl and the Scouting Combine, and conduct in-depth interviews. This year, a new piece of the pre-draft puzzle has been added. The league, in partnership with the Senior Bowl, will debut the NFL Historically Black College and Universities HBCU Combine. There's a good chance that teams will find worthy talent at the event, which will take place Friday and Saturday. Here you'll find a look at the HBCU Combine and some of the top prospects to watch over the weekend. Every prospect is worthy of consideration, of course, but we'll focus on those with the proven production, upside, and positional value that demand pro attention. And here are the players, historically black. Of course, historically, black colleges and universities such as Grambling State, Jackson State, and Tennessee State have sent several notable names to the NFL over the years. Greats such as Ed Tutal Jones, Donald Driver, Michael Strahan, Shannon Sharp, Deacon Jones, Walter Payton, and Jerry Rice, all HBCU products. Though current players from HBCUs don't always receive national exposure or invites to the NFL's scouting combine in Indianapolis. No players from HBCUs were selected during 2021 NFL draft. With the HBCU combine taking place in Mobile, Alabama, the city where the Senior Bowl will happen Friday, February the 5th, things might be different at the 2021 draft. Everything the guys are going to do in Indy, they're going to do it here. Same drills, interview process, Director of Football Operations Michael Coe said, per Dacian Smith of Fox 10 News. This instills a lot of hope knowing all 32 teams will be here in Mobile to see these guys. Goal is to give a chance to prospects who might otherwise not get in front of pro scouts and team decision makers. For many, that could be enough to get an NFL opportunity. It's leveling the playing field, Jackson State product NFL Hall of Famer Robert Brazil said per Smith. If you're a diamond, and I say it all the time, a diamond would be at Jackson or at, Alab or at Auburn or Alabama, he'll shine. You're still going to shine. The HBCU Combine will be held at the University of South Alabama Training Center in Mobile, Alabama. D. Anderson, wide receiver, Alabama A&M. Wide out D. Anderson might be familiar to college football fans from his time at LSU and Oklahoma State. With the Tigers in 2018, Anderson caught 20 passes for 274 yards and a touchdown. After being on crowded depth charts at LSU and Oklahoma State, Anderson found an opportunity to fully break out at Alabama A&M. He was one of Akil Glass's biggest targets this past season. Quite literally, listed at 6'6", 220 pounds, Anderson is an imposing, rangy receiver in the mold of Calvin Johnson or Mike Evans. While size and catch radius alone won't land Anderson an NFL opportunity or put him on the level of those pro bowlers, 
the prolific pass catcher believed a strong showing at the HBCU Combine will earn him a shot. Just put me on the field and not see what I can do. I'll show you what I can do, Anderson said, per Smith. Partnered with Glass, arguably the most high-profile prospect on this list, Anderson caught 33 passes for 493 yards and 12 touchdowns last season. His combination of size, production, and upside could easily allow Anderson to hear his name called on draft weekend. Keith Corbin III, wide receiver, Jackson State. Like Anderson, Jackson State wideout Keith Corbin III transferred to an HBCU before last season. At Houston in 2020, Corbin caught 27 passes for 352 yards and a touchdown. At Jackson State, he was a much more important piece of the passing attack. In his long season under coach Deion Sanders, Corbin caught 69 passes for 921 yards and seven touchdowns. That level of production likely already had him on the NFL scouting radar. A strong performance at the HBCU Combine could help him move up draft boards before the spring. Listed at 6'2", 200 pounds, Corbin has great size for a receiver. He's also a great route runner who knows how to find spaces in the second, secondary as evidenced by his game-sealing touchdown catch against Alcorn State. Corbin has put plenty to like on film. If he tests well athletically this weekend, he should cement his position as a prospect worthy of a draft selection. Akil Glass, quarterback, Alabama A&M. Glass is likely the most notable name to be invited to the HBCU Combine because he plays the game's most important position. Teams are always looking for young quarterbacks to develop and who can provide depth. And Glass should get a look, a long look over the draft weekend. As a bonus, there's no sure thing signal caller in this class, and Glass has plenty of upside. He can fire bullet passes in the tight windows, put the right amount of touch on throws to every level of the field, drive a deep ball downfield both inside and outside the numbers, beat both zone and man coverage and sound with sound decision making and consistent accuracy like consistent accuracy, Luke Easterling of DraftWire wrote. Listed at six foot five and 215 pounds, Glass will have no trouble seeing over an NFL offensive line. He's mobile enough to avoid pressure and pick up the occasional first down with his legs, and he's shown that he can fire the ball all over the field. In 2021, Glass amassed 3,568 passing yards, 36 touchdown passes, and only seven interceptions. He's completed 62.6% of his passes and posted a 160.3 passer rating. Glass is participating in Saturday's NFLPA Collegiate Bowl in Pasadena, California, so it's uncertain if he'll put it in an appearance at the combine. Regardless, he's a prospect to monitor before draft weekend. Trey Gross, wide receiver, Delaware State. There's a reason multiple wide receivers made this list. NFL teams often carry six or seven receivers on their regular season rosters and more on the practice squad. Depth is always valued at the position, and receivers and defensive backs often make up the core of special teams units. 
In other words, a big, fast, and athletic receiver will have a good chance of landing a spot at an NFL training camp. Delaware State's Trey Gross will be no exception. Listed 6'4", 210 pounds, Gross has the size and length that NFL teams covet out wide. He's also flashed enough playmaking ability to command the attention of scouts. The Hornets stand out, caught 48 passes in the fall for 625 yards and 13 touchdowns. Gross caught eight touchdowns in his final four games alone. Size cannot be coached, and Gross has it. If he tests well over the weekend, he should have a good chance of at least landing an opportunity as an undrafted free agent. Corey Rashawn, safety, Tennessee State. Tennessee State safety Corey Rashawn is set to receive plenty of exposure before the draft. He's participating in this week's NFLPA Collegiate Bowl along with Glass and has been invited to the HBCU Combine. Listed at 6'2", and 195 pounds. Raymond Ramon has good size to play safety in the NFL. He has also shown tremendous playmaking ability. Last season, he logged 31 solo tackles, a sack, two interceptions, and four passes defended. Hard-hitting ball-hawking defensive backs are always in demand. Check out Ramon's heads-up interception against Gramley State. And as previously noted, defensive Backs frequently land opportunities on special teams. Whether Ramon makes his mark at the Collegiate Bowl or the HBCU Combine, expect him to have a strong start to the draft scouting season. So those are a few of the names to be on the lookout for at the NFL HBCU Combine next weekend. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this journey on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast as I'm getting ready to pull this train into the station. I've had a blast. Hope you have too. Don't forget to cast your vote. You will see the poll question. Keeping in mind that Anchor is powered by Spotify. So the poll questions will be on Spotify. I will post the link. That way you can go ahead and cast your vote on the halftime show and who the best band is. Also, Outside the Box will return next week with special guests, local recording artists, amongst many other things, Kevin Harrison, and also the return of the Coach's Corner as we get you closer to the NFL Super Bowl. Until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor. We're pulling this train into the station. I'm out.